Welcome to the AWPT Podcast, a safe space for personal trainers and coaches who want to learn, grow, and feel heard in the fitness industry. Each week, we'll bring you industry-relevant discussions on all things coaching, mindset, and professional development, empowering you with the tools to be a competent and confident coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the AWPT podcast. Today, Ella is joining us back in the studio again um, to talk all about, I don't even, like, we'll see, basically. (laughs) Um, We had such a great conversation last week or a few episodes ago when you're listening to this, and we just thought there was so much more that we could touch on. Um, So Ella is back. How are you? (laughs) I'm really, really well. Thank you so much for having me back on this um, podcast to chat more about, um, yeah, diversity and representation in the fitness space. So thank you. Um, I'm really excited to have this conversation today. Yeah, thank you for coming back in. What have you been up to over the last week? I have just been working on my online coaching business and just helping um, my clients navigate through the festive season that is about to come through um, and just, yeah, empowering them through um, fitness, training, mindset work and everything in between. (laughs) Mm. How are your clients going in the lead up to sort of the holiday season? Do you have many clients that this is kind of like, I guess, like a touchy time for them? I know you do work a lot with clients that, um, or I should say, I know you work a lot on mindset um, and food balance and um, sort of body neutrality and, and positivity with your clients. Um, but I know that like this time of year can be kind of triggering for a lot of people, regardless of how like um, far into their, I guess, health, fitness, well-being, mental health journey they are. Yeah, absolutely. And I have been an online coach for the past three years and, you know, in-person trainer. And every single year when It is around this period for around the coming close to the Christmas New Year time. It is always a challenge. It is always a struggle. And it really, I see it as coming down to just working on our mindsets and coaching my my clients and even, um, you know, talking about mindset around um, nutrition especially. Um, that's the most, that's where most women struggle is the food side of things because they still have that ingrained fear when it comes to food and staying on track with their fitness goals. So it's really guiding them through mindset work around nutrition. And, you know, this is something that isn't just like a once off or, you know, something like a short period of time where we're where you know we're practicing these mindset tools around nutrition but could imagine our whole lives and especially the women that I work with you know we've been conditioned where we have this narrative where we you know we fear food like it's it's been ingrained in women where we just have this tendency of you know we fear food and it's a process that 
needs to be unlearned. And especially around this time, it's a way and an approach that I help my clients with through um, how to overcome, not really overcome, but how to navigate this season with 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 grace. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, shifting their mindset that, you know, it, it's really about taking care of our body. So finding that balance of taking care of our bodies and, yeah, still, you know, enjoying the foods that you want to enjoy. And at the end of the day, it is really about a time where um, we are, brought together with our, our, our loved ones. So it's really, really important to just help them through this phase and just having that support and reminder and reassurance is incredibly mm. important. Definitely. I remember seeing this post once, like probably was the start, towards the start of the year and it was talking about there's often this narrative even, or not even narrative, but there's just this like quote of like food is fuel and I think a lot of the time like that can be super helpful for sure but this post or this like person was talking about food is so much more than just fuel it's so much more than just sort of like the calories in to help you with performance or to help you with like energy and all of that kind of stuff it's you know food is connection food is medicine food is culture food is um you know like comfort like it's so much more than just fuel um and I think this time of year it's you know such a good reminder of that because food in and around like Christmas or New Year's or like whatever it is like the holidays whatever people are sort of celebrating it's so much more than just like the food on the table at that time but I think it's so easy to get like wrapped up in this idea of sort of overconsumption of food that like happens on Christmas day or um you know the the holiday parties and whatnot that happen around that um and it, I think it can be really hard for coaches to sort of navigate that because it is like there is a bit of a catch-22 in terms of we are obviously here to be like a reminder of health and fitness and like they might come to us with certain goals whether that's like weight loss or or whatever and so like they're can be a catch-22 of trying to hold them accountable to their goals that like they're paying us to help them achieve but then also this like overarching message of you know food neutrality and like food education and and all of this kind of stuff so yeah it's like a really interesting concept absolutely I agree that you know we've been especially in the fitness space where I love that there is more um, education around food and there's less towards the restriction and adopting this, an an approach, whatever approach works for them that they could keep for life because it isn't about like a short-term process where a coach takes their client through like a six, six week or 12 week and they're up for nutrition and then they're left to not know how to handle this, handle nutrition so that they could make, sustain something that they enjoy and can work towards health as opposed to their fitness goals. So I love that there is more, you know, food is fuel, which is, I, I, I agree. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It is, it is also about connection. It's about um, bringing people together because 
yeah, which, which comes down to connection, bringing people together and not being so food focused. It's just a way to, yeah, bring communities, not just friends and family, but communities together. And I always say that there is, yes, like working towards fitness goals is important, but you know, at the same time, I always think that there's a time and a place for everything. We could go, we could dedicate a period of time where, yes, we're solely focusing on getting to a particular fitness goal. But, you know, during this time, like this period, it, it is where we will have more social events, more social gatherings. So really giving our, ourselves grace and enjoying those moments. And I think that this is such a perfect opportunity to learn how to deal with you know all of these events happening how can we navigate a difficult not I wouldn't call it a difficult period but a period where life gets busier um more social events more more outings more things outside the typical regimented you know um macros kidding me macros (laughs) every single day so it's just really about navigating this difficult period so that you know, when we're not faced with a difficult period, then things will get much better. And you, you've learned how to navigate that difficult period so that when next time, you know, you go around holidays or you have like, like a period of time where life will happen, then, you know, you've already experienced on how to navigate this. So I say to my clients, every time they go through a difficult period, and especially now where it's um, a busy period, like, it's the best time to learn how to navigate it. So that, because I could tell you that for myself, I've experienced all of that, you know, food fear, finding it so hard to navigate, you know, um, this season. And every single year you learn it's not going to be perfect. You're going to learn something every single year. And I've learned being in the fitness space and being training for the last almost eight years, I've always learned something from every single year and you just get better. And then because you, 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 you've got more experience in how to navigate it. So I see it as come into with an open mind and see the challenges. If you perceive them as challenges or see this as such a great opportunity to learn so that you know, it's not going to be perfect, but that's okay. Whatever, you know, you face, like, let's see what you could improve for the next time. So every single year, I just think that it's such a great opportunity to just keep, you know, evolving and keep learning from what you can do, because it will definitely get better. Because right now, I feel that I'm not even coming into this season stressed or worried, because I've just been through it so many times where I get my body um, I am pretty consistent throughout the whole year. It's just a time for me to just just enjoy and, you know, be mindful at the same time. But I know how to, you know, obviously eat well for health, not just towards your fitness goals. I love all of that. I think uh, you made a couple of points in there, one of them um, being how this sort of season is a really great opportunity, I think, for coaches to test and like workshop their programming to make it more sustainable. Um, because as you said, like that's that's the end goal anyway, is to is for our clients to have a fitness routine, to have a 
an approach to health and fitness and wellness and the gym and weightlifting and all of that kind of stuff that they're going to be able to maintain all year round, whether it's busy, whether it's not. But I think obviously sometimes that, you know, is unrealistic because there are going to be times that are going to be busier than others. There might be times where you're going to, you know, have to navigate around an injury and all of that kind of stuff. And so I think as coaches, we need to be sort of adaptable and like, you know, sometimes that is annoying if you've got or if you've like planned ahead or if you've got like a set program that you've just sort of like dumped on this other client and all of a sudden it's like Christmas New Year and they're like oh but like I'm going away I I don't have access to a gym but sort of what do I do and so this time of year is a really good opportunity to workshop some of those programs and make sure that they are applicable to the individual that you're coaching, not only in terms of the resources that they have available, but also, you know, their goals for that time. Because I think, as you said, there are going to be different clients with different goals and some people are going to be a season where they do want to sort of like train over over the holidays or, you know, eat in a certain way or have a little bit more structure. And that, you know, is helpful for them. And, and like that's going to positively impact their mental well-being around this time is having a, a little bit of extra structure or a routine, whereas other people might not want any of that or they might not have, you know, access to a gym while they're on holidays. And so you might need to sort of switch around with some home workouts or, you know, if you've got clients with kids, like how can they still be active um, but aren't necessarily doing the the style of training that they perhaps were doing previously? And then how can you sort of bring them back in when routine and life is a little bit more stable again as well? So I think from a coaching perspective, it's, um, you know, there's a little bit more planning but also just sort of adaptability that you need to be open to during this time just as much as there is for your client as well yeah I absolutely 100% agree with everything that you've said and I want yeah I was going to bring the point where this is where you know giving like even though there's just so much information out there what to do it's not applicable for everyone everyone's journeys are different everyone's starting point is different everyone's mindset especially around food is different so it's really about you know understanding where every single one of your client is at so I do have some clients that have been training for a very long time and they know how to navigate this period so like cool you do like they want to have a structured period so that that keeps them um that keeps them might might like in terms of their mindset that keeps them like on track that keeps in them the game like, in the game yeah like they need that structure to you know function but then there are some clients where um they don't want to have that structure they want to take a mental break which i encourage because if you've been tracking and you know following this for a very long time um like this is like your lifestyle then you know, then go take a break, you know, don't track, that's fine. But this doesn't mean to go and just, you know, because at the end of the day, we need to remember the habits that we've built in terms of getting movement in, you know, staying hydrated, you know, training, because at the end of the day, like your health is a 24-7 sort of thing. So, you know, it's really finding where your client is at and 
and adapting to that and giving them support to what they need that will best serve them. So I think it's really important um, to, yeah, understand your clients and where they're at and just know that it's not one for all. Um, And especially for most of my clients from a cultured background, food is something that is incredibly challenging and this is something that I will reassure them with their mindset around nutrition, um, that food is like food is connection as we we've we bought, as we've mentioned earlier, that food brings us together. But it's also, you know, being mindful and um at the same time eating in a way that will nourish, you know, your not just your training if you are training but just your daily energy and just not forgetting that these are the habits to keep us to keep us you know energized um throughout the day and having good mental and physical well-being definitely and i there's a couple of different avenues that i want to kind of go down with things that you've said the first one is um in terms of like from a business perspective for coaches and trainers around this type of year like i think this conversation that we're having is such a good kind of catalyst when it comes to talking about even social media content and like marketing and the messaging that we as coaches are putting out during this time. Like I remember the last two years in particular, um, uh, talking or like scrolling on social media. And I feel like there very much are different camps when it comes to coaches and what they're posting around this time of year. There's sort of like, how can you still stay on track around Christmas? Um, and like, here are some tips for that. And then there are other people that are like, Christmas is just like one day a year, like get over yourself. Like it's all going to be okay. Like you can use it for fuel and like, here are some stuff to like help you with your mindset around food and all of this kind of stuff. And I think, you know, as far as, cause I think I often have conversations with different coaches, whether it's on the podcast, whether it's in real life, like my background is in social media management. And so talking about content creation is something that I think a lot of coaches struggle with, partly because like it just takes time and like we're busy. So like you don't necessarily have as much time to sort of sit down and like do all of your content for a month or for the week or whatever, or you just like don't know what you should be posting. And one of the pieces of advice that I always give um, is go based on the conversations that you're having with your clients and like, what do they want to hear? What do you feel like they need at this time? And so I think because of this time of year, there's going to be a lot of these kind of conversations that you're having with clients and with just people in general. So as far as social media planning, if you are struggling with that at all, um, listening to conversations like this and having conversations with your clients and then turning those into different post ideas, I think is such a great tip and tool at this time, Um, as well as sort of figuring out like what your values are as a coach and like what your sort of messaging around this time is. And then you can come up with about like five or six different posts just on sort of like navigating the holiday seasons when it comes to training, when it comes to food, when it comes to, um, people like family members that you're going to have to see that you don't usually that maybe have a really toxic relationship with health and fitness or are going to comment on your body or your training and all of that kind of stuff like what to say all of this um stuff that we've sort of been talking about is also going to make really good content 
just as a side note for anyone <laughs> who is maybe maybe struggling. But the other point that you did make was, you know, in terms of diversity and in terms of um, understanding different people from different backgrounds and how they might be navigating through this season as well. I think um, regardless of, you know, the cultural background, but I think, as you've said, like that does often play a big part in the holiday season um, and the types of conversations or even the types of food that people are eating around this time. Um, different cultural pressures, um, different conversations that might be rooted in different cultural beliefs are going to come up a lot during this time. As I said earlier, like if you're surrounded by family members that you might not usually be surrounded by, you might be faced with <laughs> um, some fun questions that you, you know, usually don't get in terms of like, well, why are you, I know we spoke about this in our last episode, like, why are you weightlifting? Like, you shouldn't be doing that. You're a girl. Like, why are you eating so much? Why are you eating so little? Um, like all of this kind of stuff. And I know you touched on the fact that you do work with a lot of clients from different cultured backgrounds. What other types of tools that you give them to navigate those kind of conversations with family members who potentially just don't get it because of, you know, their upbringing? Yeah, no, that's a one, that's a, that's a really great question. Before I answer that with what you said with the side note, because I just, yeah. there's just things that you've mentioned that I really want to point out is there will be a lot of content out there on how to navigate the festive season. Some may say, it's one day, just do whatever you want to do. It's fine, take a break. And then there are some coaches that will say, you know, you've got to do this and this and like, you know, ABC. At the end of the day, I truly believe to stick with what you value and not copy just because one person said this, but how you apply yourself to it and your coaching morale and everything like that what you value stick with that don't look at what other people are doing just stick with what what you believe in because you know people people can tell if you're if you're not sticking to your values so i'd say just stick to your values and my value is i'm big on taking care of your body taking care of your health regardless fitness goals no fitness goals so just, you know, want to put like out there, keep with your habits, move your body, movement is medicine, get ten, ten, set yourself a target, set yourself a target of um, getting some steps in, you know, train if you want to train, you don't have to, um, and just eat in a way that, that makes you feel good, we need to eat for health, <laughs> so that's just my view on that, and I think rather than overthinking content, just you know, this helps you not overthink content. Just do what you believe in. Um, there may be some people that disagree with you, but that's just the reality of it. You know, they're not you and that's fine. So that's with just, just to comment on that. Um, to answer your question on how the, the, the things that I say to my clients that are mostly of a cult from coming from a cultured background, you know, navigating this season and the comments that they may get. Um, so, firstly, you know, this I for women that 
come from a cultured background, you know, Christmas in our in our family's culture isn't isn't something that's really really big. I feel that the majority of you know from this generation, we grew up surrounding. You know, we live in a we're westernized where we're like, oh, Christmas is this big thing, and it's good that you know we're introducing this concept to like Christmas to our family, and our family is starting to you know you know become you know learning that this is a big this is a season where it brings families together because with every culture there's always different kind of um, I guess gatherings like Chinese New Year is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that Chinese New Year is quite similar to the Christmas period where it really brings family together. So I feel that our culture is, um, our family's, our family generation is starting to embrace the Christmas period. Um, so when it comes to, you know, around this period, I think that the question that you were asking is how do we, I suppose, you know, if they're making those comments, like how do we, you know, how how, how should we say or how should we sort of um, navigate? Like, just, yeah, navigate, yeah, just navigate those kind of conversations that are sort of sticky and uncomfortable and like not other people's business, but they like want to make it their business. Um, I yeah. Think, I think I know that when these comments are made, majority of my clients um, of cultured backgrounds will just stay silent. They stay silent for food re- for for these reasons because they respect their parents, they respect their family, and you know we're taught to stay quiet. We're taught to be very obedient. All of the the narrative, the narrow narrative that we have is to stay quiet and to stay obedient. And often when women stay quiet and so obedient they internalize it and it doesn't come from like they just show so much um resentment sometimes often often so it's just voicing this and just saying look you know this is this is the comment you've made i this is how it makes me feel so voicing it in a way that's not attacking because the thing is your family doesn't understand like they they just say it because that's how they learn from their parents so really bringing up this conversation in a way to make them understand your position so and I think that this is incredibly important you know coming back to breaking this cycle of coming from after generations and generations of learning of this is the way that this is the narrative the narrow narrative that we have it's to have these open conversations and say it in a way to and have those hard conversations this is how it makes me feel so you know with what you're saying about this comment that you're making I understand so I think when we have these conversation it's Let's just say, for example, you know, why are you eating this much or why are you eating so much of this? Or, for example, why are you lifting so many weights? For what? Like, it, they wouldn't understand why we go to the gym and we lift heavy weights or why we need to be eating this certain amount of food. And just saying, look, I 
insert whatever it is. I eat this way. I train this way because this is how it makes me feel. And if you are supportive of, you know, the, the goals that I want to reach, then, you know, this is the reason why this is, and just explain, just explain, you know, the benefits or the X, Y, and Z um, towards the comment that they're making. Yeah. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but. Definitely. Um, no, definitely. All in all, it's just rather than internalizing their comments, just know that they, underst- first is to understand and acknowledge that they don't mean it because they're saying it from a place that they, uh, they that they know of from their cultural upbringing and then bringing up the conversation in a way that makes them understand why you're doing the way the, the things that you're doing now because when you have these conversations you know you will create a much more mutual understanding and this is exactly how I've done it um growing up like I've had to have those in the past I used to get so upset when my mum would make these comments like uncalled for comments and I'll give a really good example where I did a photo shoot um last year and I was in a I was wearing quite minimal I was wearing like a sports bra that that was showing Mm -hmm. off my shoulders and my mum made a really uncalled comment where it was why do you look so fat in this photo? <laughs> and I know she did not mean it. And I, like she, because in her culture, you know, women are meant to, she's just in her mind, women are meant to look skinny, petite and, you know, small. But then when she saw this photo of me with my muscles popping, um, I was quite lean. It's just, I was, yeah. I was looking muscular, more muscular. And I know in the past I would have taken this comment and be like, why would you say such a horrible thing to me? And it would just not turn into a good conversation. But now I understand that this this is how she viewed things. And I caught her out. Rather than, you know, making this comment turn 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 into like a a, a conversation that I, I suppose she wouldn't understand. I just said, look, this is the comment that you've made to me. Um, this is not how it's supposed to, and this is how it makes me feel. And I caught her out on it, but in the nicest way possible. And I said, this is, you know, I, you you can't say this to, to me. Um, I don't, you know, using the word fat, like could be really triggering. Like she wouldn't understand. So she, and then the conversation turned like, oh, like, okay, like I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like I I understand that you didn't mean to hurt my feelings, but just know that the words you use can be very triggering and it's not Mm -hmm. really called for. So having these conversations and getting them to understand your viewpoint is incredibly powerful. And the more you do it and the more conversations that you have, it can be hard conversations so the more you have it and the more, yeah, these conversations that you have, then it definitely will, you know, create that um, better, you know, breaking that sort of um, barrier um, to wanting to do what you actually want to do in terms of like lifting weights or, you know, eating in a particular way. So, yeah, I think it just all comes down to that understanding and communication. We hope you're enjoying this episode of the AWPT podcast. 
I'm Kayla, the founder of AWPT University, and if you're here, you're probably a dedicated fitness professional, personal trainer, or online coach who aspires to create an impact in the women's health and fitness industry through up-leveling your knowledge and skills, servicing your clients to the highest standard, and building a business that changes both you and your clients' lives. Because we value your continuous education and want to reward our podcast listeners who are committed to their growth and learning, we want to gift you $200 off our OG AWPT eight-week certification. This comprehensive online course covers women's anatomy and biomechanics, training and programming for women, female-specific nutrition and health, training during pregnancy and postpartum, peri- and postmenopausal considerations, and so much more. Visit www.awptuniversity.com today and use the code AWPTPODCAST, one word and all uppercase, at checkout for $200 off. We've also linked it in the show notes for your convenience. Now, back to the episode. Definitely. I think all of that also even applies to, you know, being a coach or a personal trainer and I think that is something that like not everybody fully understands in terms of like what do you actually do or like why are you doing that or like all of these kind of conversations I know even like just with my own family uh, conversations that can come up around Christmas time which can like feel sticky or you could, like a very I don't know sometimes as things that I can get easily triggered by. And so I think all of that advice that you just gave in terms of like the stuff that we would say to our clients to help them navigate through those kind of conversations around their health and their fitness are also things that we can use in terms of, yeah, communication, empathy, coming from a place of sort of like a regulated nervous system so that you can then have Un- or dysregulating conversations potentially with family members or people that don't understand work or as, as well as, you know, fitness and training and, and everything that you do. Um, so I suppose just because we've kind of gone down this, this rabbit hole of like the holiday season and, and Christmas, you also made a point too, which I think is really important to sort of highlight about how I think it's very easy for even just someone like me, so again, like Anglo-Saxon, white, like have always grown up, Westernized have always grown up celebrating Christmas. Um, But you made a point that like that is not something that everybody celebrates anyway. And so like going back to our original conversation of like different clients are going to need and want different things at this time, you, you know, you might have clients that don't celebrate Christmas. And so again, like your approach, like you don't necessarily have to you know, have a whole sit down conversations with them about like, what are you going to do over like Christmas and like navigating food or, you know, and they might be perfectly prepared to just continue on as normal. Whereas you're going to have other clients that may take time off and all of that kind of stuff, as well as, you know, the, the different holidays and stuff that are on and how that's going to impact their, um, you know, this time of year for them, whether that is, you know, Christmas being like a two, three, sometimes day kind of event. But then you have things like Hanukkah, which obviously lasts a lot longer. And then, you know, other people might not celebrate either, but might celebrate Chinese New Year and like next year. And so that's going to be a, a bigger time for them. So I think also just like recognizing that and recognizing, you know, the, the diversity of your client base and how that is going to impact, you know, what you're providing for them as a coach is also just an important thing to sort of bring up from what you said earlier. Yeah, I absolutely agree with, with that. Like not 
everyone will celebrate Christmas, which is totally fine. And I feel that nowadays on social media, like Christmas, um, it's made to be such a big thing on how to do this, how to do that. And, you know, we're we're humans where we're really heavily influenced on what we see on social media just because, you know, this is the way that, you know, you should be celebrating Christmas. Like it doesn't mean like you have to. So, you know, it coming down to what you said because in every culture we celebrate, there's so many events. It's not just Christmas. There's Chinese New Year's, as I mentioned, and I know there's like Greek, Greek, um, they, like there's different, different cultures celebrate different um, gatherings and I think just coming down to you know giving the best for coaches that are listening like giving the best for your clients it's not about saying it's also understanding what special events or cultured something because like when it comes to cultured events it's not necessarily you know the you know it, it it's there's meaning towards like a Chinese New Year. For Chinese New Year, that is, you know, it's not just bringing the family together, but it's also, you know, celebrating a year of health, celebrating a year of growth um, in terms of, you know, for healthy, for, for health, for business, for whatever it is, like that holds a significance to it. So, you know, understanding, I think this will help with, with coaches is like, you know, understanding the cultural um celebrations that comes up for the particular client and you know, mm. you know although christmas you know it's not, like some people don't really so i don't i like i celebrate it for one day with my family because you know we, we do live <laughs> where we do live in like we do live in a privileged country where you know we celebrate christmas it's a good time a good opportunity to bring family together but it's not this the 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 significance isn't as much as chinese new year because that's Oh, that's our culture um that's their cultural upbringing that's their cultural belief and you know that's you know for for us for you know i i respect my parents and i respect that that's that holds significance for them so just because you know christmas is quite like it's made it's made to be big but just know that you don't have to you know make it as big you don't have to um be you know following everyone what's what everyone else is doing so you know stick to you know if, if if you when it comes to your fitness goals um stick to what you what you've been doing um so yeah it doesn't have to like you know go out to like have this massive celebration so i think um just yeah just doing what you believe in following your values and um this is for like clients but as a coach then just yeah definitely understanding the I guess cultural events that happens for your particular client whether that's Chinese New Year or whatever that is mm, definitely so I suppose to wrap up this conversation as I said like we have definitely gone down the the framework of um the holiday season and navigating that both from your client's perspective but also from the coaching perspective so I guess the last question I have, and we touched on it a little bit before we hit record on the episode in terms of business and planning and, and what coaches can and might be experiencing or should should think to do in and around this sort of season, which might 
you know, eventually get a little bit quieter over, you know, the the Christmas, New Year sort of period when clients are going away and like you're maybe less hands on in the business or less sort of working in your business. Um, what are some of the things that you're planning on doing in that downtime to sort of uh, help your business grow and, and do better in the new year? I personally, I would um, just do all the back end things <laughs> that I haven't been able to do, um, you know, especially as, you, you know, when we're doing it, being online coaches, we so much online presence so you know I think it's a great time to take a step back from all of the content creation and just do just fix just do all the back-end system needed and up but also something that I need to remind myself is to really take a break <laughs> mm-hmm. it is really hard not to but it is so important to take a break um around this time so that we could yeah be come more rejuvenated in the the new year. So just really taking that time off um, is incredibly important. And that's what I'll be, you know, really trying to (laughs) focus um, during the new year break. So I think it'll be, it's such a good opportunity as well while everyone's taking a break. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's my suggestion. That's, that's what I would do. And um, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, that sounds perfect. That's definitely sort of my plan as well as like take as much rest time as I can. Like if I have this forced rest because, you know, gyms are closed or clients are away and like all of that kind of stuff, like I deserve a rest as well um, yeah. and a break as well. And, you know, then as you said, like in the times that you do feel like working or you do have the capacity to work, like can I do some more behind the scenes stuff that's going to, you know, move the needle for my business in the new year? Um, yeah. and yeah, I think not being afraid to take a rest, but also just like this whole conversation, like do what works for you. If you want to work, work. If you don't, then, you know, can you try and take some time off as well? Um, So I think that's, yeah, like super great advice. And I think it's also important to to note as well, especially um, for coaches, that if you do decide to take a break, um, you know, because to inform your clients as well Mm -hmm. and that, like what is happening um you know if you do decide to work through it then um you know let them know but if you do decide to take a break then yeah just let them know that you are going to take a break from I don't know your communications for a week or for two weeks and just you know give them the let them know that you need to take this rest so that you could give them the best results or um coaching um in the after after you've taken this break so i think having that clear communication with your clients is important for um yeah for your coaching business and moving forward yeah definitely and even just having those systems in place so that you are able to step back when you do need to whether it's around this time or whether it's you know you're going away on holidays later in the year or whatever it is like do you have systems in your online or your in-person business to be able to sort of continue making a bit of an income even if you aren't like hands-on in your business for a period of time um and if you don't like perhaps something that's something that you can work on in and around this break as well. Like how can I set up programs that I don't need to be there for a check-in every single week? Or like, can I have more automation in my business so that I don't have to be on my computer every single day? Or can I, 
if you're like fully in person, can I create an online presence so that, you know, if I do decide to go away and I'm not able to physically be in a gym or if I'm sick, you know, are, are there ways that my clients can, can, you know, transition online so that, you know, they can still keep training even, even if I can't physically be there. So I think that's also a really good tip if you don't have those sort of systems set up yet. Perhaps this time, which is going to be a little bit more quieter potentially, is, you know, a time that you can put all of those systems into place. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the last thing that I wanted to add is that, you know, even though there's, you know, there's no right or wrong way to do it. This is just my, um, how I approach it. There's no right or wrong way. Um, even if you see, you know, these coaches are doing these so many things, doesn't mean that you have to follow. Like if you want to take a break, then take a break. Uh, exactly. <laughs> do you do what you truly value and what will help you become the best coach for your clients? Amazing. I think that is the perfect place to wrap up this conversation today. Um, that's such a nice way to finish. And I think that definitely summarizes the whole episode in terms of how we as coaches can support our clients and ourselves during this holiday season. So a little bit different to what we spoke about in our last episode, but I think again, so much value nonetheless. Um, so thank you, Ella, so much for coming on today's episode of the AWPT podcast. It was so lovely having you back. Thank you so much for having me. I really love this conversation. And just like in the last episode, I'll have all of Ella's links in the show notes below. So that'll take you straight to her Instagram where you can find all everything that you need to know um, and connect with her over there. But for now, team, I will chat to you all next week. Thank you for listening to the AWPT podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends and fellow coaches and subscribe for weekly episodes and content.